I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's Dr. Homebrew live at HomebrewCon 2000. And 17, which I still think sounds more elegant than 2017. It's, what about really, you? it's 2017. It's 2017. We've lived this long on the planet in order to make a set of, of, of ways to pass time. Let's let's just let's go all for it. Let's say every word, every syllable we can. Why not? Yeah. Why would well, we you do say that? Y2K17? That'd be weird. <laughs> that would be that would be too weird. That'd I think that would be too it's weird. A flashback now. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Thank you everybody for coming out and hanging out. Uh, if you guys want to get closer a little bit, yeah, we got a fan. We got one dude. Uh, Danny, he's basically going to be taking up spots for everybody else. He'll be jumping from place to place going, that's great, and seeing different questions and all that kind of stuff. Of course, I have Brian Cooper with me here, longtime judge on uh, Dr. Homebrew. Unfortunately, Keith is not here. He couldn't make it out. Uh, something about uh, he can't uh, cross state lines, I think. The judge wouldn't let him. So instead, we snagged Ned Stark. <laughs> That's right. We Wait, have winter is coming. Winter is, and so are the Meads. We have Al Boyce. Pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you very much for sitting in. And where are you from? What what club are you from? I'm from the Minnesota Homebrewers Association. Okay. Yep. Here in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. All right. And how long have you been brewing, man? Oh, gee. How old? 20 years, maybe. Wow. I don't know. More, More than that, probably. You look like you invented most of the things that we, the, most of the processes yes, we do yes, in homebrewing, man. Yeah. yeah. I wrote it down in hieroglyphs. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you are a Grandmaster level six. Correct. I didn't know that there were so many levels to, to I thought it was like Grandmaster and then you just have liver disease or yeah, something. Well, most of us have liver disease also. <laughs> okay, right. I think Gordon Strong is in, out there inventing new levels as we speak. <laughs> that's so. what he's in yeah, the lab. Yeah, we, right. we were trying to get him here, but I think he had to be in the laboratory trying he's to working on level 11, liver. I think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> getting towards 11, yeah. When you get up to that ceiling, do they just do they just move the, the rank up? Like, well, instead of five, now there's eight. And then instead of eight, then you know what I mean? Just to give you a place to go. No, it's just all about uh, lots of judging, lots of service to the organization. Grading exams. There's, there's, no, there's no ceiling on it so far. Okay. You're, but you're going to find it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm perhaps not as dedicated to finding it as some. <laughs> Are there higher than, than level six? Gordon Strong. He, what, what is he? Level 10. Gordon's level 10. 10. Uh, he yeah. would be. Yeah. He would uh, be. I, I'll probably be corrected in the middle of this broadcast. It's, oh, he's 12 now or just something. Made it to, yeah. Yeah. I wish Gordon He just would, got 12 today, I think. No, yeah. I well, I think we'd hear a ding. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. When an angel gets its wings or Gordon <laughs> right. Strong comes up That's another it. level, it's That's just a it. bell yeah. ring. They dim the lights here in the conference center in Minneapolis. Like, <laughs> Gordon Strong has just reached level 36. <laughs> I think it's, it's yeah. like it's like, of it's like that from the Pixels movie. You know, you get the little. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes, oh, that's too bad. I can't, uh. But you're also a Mead judge. Correct. And other levels to, to the Mead judging as well? Or no, is that just right like now Mead judges, you are or you aren't. Yep. Okay. That yep. seems much more simplistic yep. to me. It's it, pass fail. Okay. It's just a little stamp. I would stamp. do that. Yeah. A little additional stamp you get. Okay, you're a me judge too. Why don't we have that with? Well, you can uh, be just a me judge too if you want. You can right. be just a me judge. Yes. That's why don't true. Why don't we have that on the beer side? Um, just a pass fail, like you either you are or you aren't. I uh, wasn't set up that way, I guess. 
It's the legacy. It's a good question. Think it's about a good tradition. Answer, people, yeah. people, have, people have already asked, can't we have levels for me judges too? And so far the answer has been no. <laughs> well, you know, people want achievement levels, right? That's exactly. The, video games are very popular, and that's that's the thing. You want achievement-based thing. I want to move forward in the in the deal. You've got to work towards that. Yep. Yeah. Helping your fellow homebrewers is enough. You need, I, I need awards. I need things. Bling. No, I mean me personally. <laughs> I need <laughs> I need a lot of I need a lot that's of awards. Right. Uh, anyway, we are here live at HomebrewCon. I do uh, before we get any start uh, any further. I do want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You guys have been by the Five Star booth. I love yeah, the ladies at Five Star. They're here, and uh, they're here to help you make better beer. And uh, by doing that, you're going to clean and you're going to sanitize. You're going to do it in two steps. We talk about this on the show all the time. You have yeah. to clean it. And you have to sanitize. Danny knows. Someone he- go get him to sanitize and clean my glass. <laughs> yeah. uh, I drank something really gnarly last night. What was it? Anything good? Mostly sours, yeah. Yeah? No, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Danny's going to do that it. That was a joke. Uh, my attempt. Uh, you get beer. I'm good. I just rinsed it. You're going to get beer, dude. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. All so right. thank you to Five Star for allowing us to be here. They've been a sponsor of this show from the jump. And uh, they're, they're nice people. And they everybody who comes on the show gets a little prize pack from Five Star. And they're really good about doing that. So why wouldn't you send in beer? If you want to be part of the show, email me, jp at thebringnetwork.com, and we'll get, you, we'll get you set up. So what do we have today, Brian? We have a uh, an M2E Melamel with uh, raspberry and rhubarb from uh, actually my my brother Jimmy, who we'll introduce here shortly. But okay. uh, and we also have an an alternative grain beer. We're calling it. It's a, it's a Minnesota wild rice ale with a, an American brown ale as the base. So excellent. Yeah, some interesting stuff here. It's not your your typical like two IPAs and we're done show. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Great. No. Here's yeah, a, no. There's, there's two. The, yeah, right. The here's brewers are getting creative. Thing. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, and we've had Mead on the show before, yeah. and you and Keith have uh, have been at a loss to properly describe. We've done it. A sad attempts at trying to an- analyze people's Mead, and, yeah. and we're, so I'm so glad we have Al here to help us out, man. Me too. I can man. add my sad attempt to the class. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you, and you have your brother, yeah, in town. So that makes it even harder, and I have to judge his meat and, and be objective here. And yeah, should we separate been, you two? We went cruising around. We went to New Glarus and did the full three-hour tour of both of their locations at the brewery there. Three-hour tour. We have a, a beer, bacon, and cheese festival, and on the side, a polka okay. festival. So, so that you guys were in, in were heaven. Just, yeah, it was. Why yeah, would you leave <laughs> this little Swiss town with beer? I felt like I was in Europe dancing the polka and the waltz. It was with a lot with of your brother. beer, a lot of sour Nuglaris beers, man. Were you dancing with your brother? Because that would have been no with his. I was taking, oh, okay. <laughs> I took his. I borrowed his girlfriend for a while. She's cool. <laughs> wow. Susie's a, you guys Susie's are a close family. I like that. Susie's a nice gal. Yeah, <laughs> it's very nice. Right well, on. Let's uh, let's jump into this mead. Okay. What do you think? Somebody stole my glass, so I'll just take one of these. Danny's coming back with it, but I think there's going to be oh, beer right. in it, yeah. so you might need to pour yeah, it Yeah, that'll be my side. Yeah, I need one too, by the way, please. Yes. Oh, yeah. Here and so go. we'll do it a little backwards, I think. We'll judge the mead right now, and then we'll talk to Jimmy about how long he's been making mead, what he did with this, and uh, okay. you know all that kind of all the kind of good stuff that we like to talk about here. Very good. Moment. Okay. So what is this again? It's a melomel. It's a melomel. Yeah. Which is a, it's a fruit, fruit mead. A fruit mead. A fruit, a fruit mead other than grapes. All right. Actually, or, there's some there's some further categories where they break out stone fruit mead or berry mead. So it's not stone fruit, not berry, not grapes. Whatever's yeah. left, that's what this you get. It's a mixed fruit mead. So yeah, okay. and there's also there's also sizer out there. There's another one with apples. So you could there's some specific fruits, but melomel is kind of the catch-all. So if you have a mead doesn't fit any of the other descriptions, then you jam it in this category. So okay, kind of a catch-all. 
It is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever you kumquats, whatever you want to throw in there. Well, and so this can is you say that on the air? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's the internet. We can talk about fruits all, right, all day cool. long. Yeah, you, you can curse all you want. Yeah. It's good. Department of Agriculture. It's it's all good. So this is raspberry and rhubarb. That's a raspberry. that's a great light pink color, man. Look at that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I remember having rhubarb pie. You know, and, and uh, growing up, you know, my mom would make some some fun stuff there with that. It was just growing in the yard here in Minnesota. We don't have so much of it out in California, but right. It's kind of a it's a Midwestern thing, you know. There's a lot of it out here. You just find it growing randomly sometimes. Wild. I think some people will pay you to take it away. Actually, oh yeah, this time of year. <laughs> Get rid of that stuff. It's big, broad leaves, and yeah, Gee, it's like mint. It just doesn't go away. That's everywhere. Right. Yeah, just right. yeah, invasive thing. Yeah. Well, all right, Brian. Why don't you uh, Why don't you go, okay. and then we'll have the professional. Uh, yeah, I'll, go after you. Which you're getting go. paid. This is great. <laughs> Nobody told don't me that. Don't go too far yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Very cool. We'll so buy him a hamburger. All right. The the style is a millimill. It's a it's a raspberry and rhubarb is the ingredients. Uh, had an unknown honey. Uh, we'll talk to Jimmy about his honey source in a little while, but it's a still carbonation level with medium sweetness and standard strength. So. Um, there's a tiny bit left there if anyone wants to pour a tiny bit and taste along. Just pour a little splash, and, and there you go. It's the only chance you get to do that. Um, had a light little hiss when we cracked it, actually, and, and the, the fill was slightly high. Uh, so I, I, I happened to know it was kegged. Had a little pressure on it, so it got a little carbonation in there, too. But uh, it, it is declared as still. Um, but it is pretty much still. It's, it's got a, some light bubbles coming off. You could almost say this is petulant. Uh, but we'll get there. Uh, not petulant. No, not petulant. Okay. Jimmy's petulant. Yeah. Me is petulant. <laughs> it has a nice honey quality up front. It's got a, a uh, it seems, you know, pretty floral, like a wildflower honey. A little, little bit of wood-like. And, fr- you know, the, there's some fruitiness in here, too, that kind of plays off everything else. Yeah, would you call it earthy? That, that, wood, that yeah, wood-like character? Is that earthy? Like in, kind of in the background. Look at that. Light I'm becoming a meat judge, to the, everybody. Honey has so many different flavors in it. You can you can get almost anything out of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the alcohol is, I'd say, medium, and it's pretty smooth. Um, there's some light fruity esters in here. The raspberry is kind of medium low, and... Uh, the rhubarb is actually pretty low in there. Uh, it's kind of begging, begging to come out, but I think uh, the raspberry is expressing itself okay. You can, you can definitely get that. The um, it blends well. Oh, I think the, the fruit is blending pretty harmoniously. Um, just a light fruitiness to it, and, and uh, very pleasant. Kind of, uh, it's. Yeah, it's, it's got a little sweetness in the smell. It's it's kind of nice. So the color is really cool. I like this kind of pinkish orange color to the. the I meat. called it peach. Yeah, it's kind of a peach color. Good clarity, uh, but not perfect. There's a you know some minor haze to it, but uh, overall it's pretty clear. I'll tell you, and, it looks like a rosé, and that's yeah. really where that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Pink wine, rosé colored. Don't worry about it. That's the color. I yeah. got you covered. It's uh, yeah. you know it appears uh, well. There's there's some bubbles, so it's not completely still, but it's overall. You know, it doesn't have a head of foam pouring on when you when you dump it in there. But uh, flavor-wise, I got a nice floral honey uh, in there, uh, expressing itself alongside the fruit. Uh, the um, it feels kind of medium-bodied. That's some nice uh, some nice richness to the flavors overall. The blending of the honey and the and the, the fruit there. It's kind of yeah, kind of medium sweet as declared. The sweetness level is right where he said. Um, it, I get a slightly sharp, tangy quality to this one. It's 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 pleasant. It's really not too biting, but there is some definite acidity to this one. It's it's sharp, and yeah, maybe from that rhubarb we were talking about, where that might have okay. come from. Maybe from the raspberries and everything else in there. But uh, a tang, you said. 
a little tanginess to it, a little sharp, a, a little, little bite, a sharpness, like a, acidity. A, is that um, different from like a sour? Because doesn't rhubarb kind of have a sourness thing to it's it? It's the or same not? kind of acidity that you get in a sour beer. And, and Jimmy okay. was saying they had a sour meat in one of the talks earlier. Which I would call rhubarb more tart than sour. More right? tart than sour. Separate those two out. Yeah, it's okay. not like a sour beer sourness. It's just getting towards t- kind of tart there and, and bright. The uh, the alcohol warms. It's pretty evident. It's there's there's some definite alcohol in there, but it still expresses itself as a standard meat. I'd say maybe getting getting towards the heavier side of that, but that's fine. Um, it's still a nice light fruit in there, but kind of indistinct. You get a little bit of the raspberry and just a hint of the rhubarb, but uh, boy, sometimes it takes a lot of fruit to get to those uh, those Kurt Stock meats that just blow you away with that mind-numbing fruitiness. Uh, Tongue-numbing. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought it's a real pleasant drinking mead. Uh, it's some nice fruit character, albeit a little bit light. Balanced by some pretty, you know, pretty heavy acidity in there. Uh, you know, the alcohol is there, too. Um, I would kind of dial back those, uh, you know, maybe the alcohol sharpness a little bit and the acidity sharpness a little bit, and that fruit's going to shine through a little more. But also, I would just add more of each fruit, I would say, you know, especially the, the rhubarb uh, to get a better overall balance mm. and have it just pop but with that fruit. Like, okay, there's the raspberry, there's the rhubarb popping alongside, and still, you know, not to the point where it just buries any honey flavor, but... You get a little fuller, better uh, 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 fruit flavor in there. So you would do that instead of instead of anything. You would just add more fruit to it instead of making any other changes. You can also pull back the acidity a little bit, but right. uh, we'll talk to Jimmy about whether he did any acid adjustments or anything here. Okay. Uh, but you could also improve the clarity, which is an easy fix. I would have given him a couple more points. Uh, just get, you know, getting rid of That's that pretty, the oh. haze. There's a light haze. A in slight haze. Okay. Yeah. There's just some do some findings in there. Uh, some some ice and glass or some uh, you know. I didn't think you could super clear. I think gelatin, super clear. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think you can find mead for some reason. For some reason, I thought it was like you would you would strip because it's it can be much more delicate than than a beer. Super clear works great, and it does. For my money, it doesn't take a whole lot away from the product, like the, the final okay. product. And it's there two, is a, two days. It's just drop crystal. Okay. Yeah. I've never had one that did not clear. I, I reputedly, there's some friends of mine who said they have had a mead that did not drop clear with super clear, but it works great. Super Do clear. we get paid by super clear? <laughs> I would yeah. like uh, some free super clear. Yeah. yeah. We will after this. I used to use some sparkloid too back when, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. okay. All right. It's a little clear. A lot of different ways to do it. Read up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I gave it a 34. I thought it was a really nice, uh, very good, you know, in the very good style. Just some minor minor tweaks that it needs here. But, uh, yeah. Now, because he's your brother, did you go higher or lower than you normally would? Um, just uh, automatic, you know, a couple points because it's Jimmy. Lower or higher? Higher. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah no. It's right. not like you can beat You're a good up. brother. I used, I used to throw him <laughs> in the snowbank every once in a while. But, oh. um, uh, yeah, no, he, he's, he's this will taste good over snow, probably. Really. Yeah, put it, yeah. And winter is coming, so uh, 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 <laughs> in case uh, no you have snow cone. Yeah. In case you're blind, you can't uh, can't figure it out. Yeah. All right, Al, let's talk to you about this mead. Well, he stole all my lines. Uh oh. Did it? Did, now he did. I'm looking at his score sheet here, and he should probably retake the BJCP test and up his. Uh, <laughs> this is a fabulous the, score sheet. What very well okay. filled out. So Look at good you. job. Well, you can barely read. Yeah, it. Yeah, hard to read. That. Well, there's can, that, but uh, I mean, I it, presumably if you're writing for a competition, you'd yeah. be a little more. 
know, Al Boyce like. That's but, very. Uh, that's, it looks like it came <laughs> off a printing press. That's right. That's, that. that's my goal. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think we agreed on almost all points. I gave it a 32 because I'm not his brother. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, like yeah. Otherwise, it was really nice. Um, okay. I agreed with him about the acidity. I think that was the primary thing that that uh, kept it from a higher score for me. It did, it did bite me back a little bit. Also got a little vegetal. Uh, character, which I presume was from the, the rhubarb. There, Brian and I were talking about. There's a bunch of ways to prepare rhubarb, and okay. you can talk to Jimmy about how he did it. But uh, get, get more fruitiness, uh, you know, from from the rhubarb if you prepare it a certain way. So, uh, I presume that's what the vegetable was from. It was very slight. I did not get a lot of rhubarb flavor. Um, so if if I were making a suggestion, I'd just say enter it as a as a raspberry melomel. And, and just forget the rhubarb. I mean, if you're trying to win in a competition, the judges are looking for rhubarb. If, so. you, if you state it, you, they have to, it has to be clear. You go looking for it, and you get yeah. dinged off if you say, like, and it's a common mistake with a lot of newbie mead makers in competitions. They say, this is a raspberry, rhubarb, clove, cinnamon, blah, 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 blah. And now all of a sudden, as a judge, I have to go looking for all that stuff, you know. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of people, and it's totally legal to just say, this is a mixed berry melomel without stating what the berries are. Now, now my job is a lot easier. I just go, is this, <laughs> is this nice? You know, okay. berry-wise, it's, it's got berry flavors. I taste berries. Okay. I don't know which. And he didn't tell me, so I'm, I'm off the hook. So. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't matter so much, if you see what I mean? Like, like to, to me, and if you, if, you, if you call out the fruits that you have, that means that should mean that you're good at using those fruits and that you can have them separated and whatever, but to have it mixed does kind of seem like a little cheatery, well, if I'm it, being honest. It's, it, it all depends on, you know, your, one of your future coming up guests, Walt here, will tell you that it's what, it's what you taste. I mean, it's not what you made. It's right. what, you, what you perceive. Okay. And so that's how you want to enter it. Do I perceive rhubarb? No. Then don't enter it as rhubarb. Even if even if it's your main ingredient or whatever. Even if rhubarb's in there, say it's it's raspberry. It's a raspberry melobel in this okay. case. But yeah, it mixed berries. If I can taste raspberries and cherries and blueberries, then and, and I can distinguish between all those. By all means, enter it that way. Okay. But if you go like, wow, this is just a really nice blend. Berry mead is fine. Okay. All right. How do you approach a mead, like when you're judging a mead? Because we talk about beer all, all the time on the I show. I usually sit down, do you, yeah. fill my glass. That's how I it. <laughs> okay. Pretty good. I back into it. Yeah, and maybe that's, that's why I'm a terrible yeah, be, uh, mead judge. I've, I've had bad spill accidents that way, and you don't want to go there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, we have a little bit of uh, you know, a different vocabulary. We have bouquet slash aroma, where on the, on, the, on, the, on the beer side, it's just aroma. Um, and, 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 but, so when, you, when you're... When you're Sipping a mead when you're when you're smelling it, do you approach it any differently than a beer, or you just kind of swirl in the glass and see what you smell, and and it's basically just the same? I have, honestly have no idea. You're looking for different things, but the, the approach is basically the same. I think. Okay. Obviously, it's a mead, so you're looking for honey representation. Yeah. I think a big a failure of, of some mead judges is to say, "Oh, I've got to specifically taste honey." Well, I mean, we taste this. It tastes mostly like raspberry. Yeah, it's obvious there's honey in it. Sure. So, yeah. So is it is it a, is it a lovely blend? Then you're looking for that. So okay, I entered a mead once with I used a watermelon flower honey, but I omitted the word flower because I didn't I didn't uh, think about it because yeah. when I was used to work totally at Morbier, different product. Right? Yeah. Well, and yeah. it was it was I, we just called it watermelon honey, and the flower was implied. So when I entered it, I entered it as a watermelon honey, and all the feedback I got was I don't taste any watermelon. And I'm like, 
meat judges are dumb. And that, but I didn't realize at the time, like, you need to specify if it's a spe- like a, a varietal of a honey. Be very I want, clear. I want to take this enter. opportunity right now to apologize for you because I think I wrote that scrunchie. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sorry you probably did. <laughs> I, have it, I, have it, I have it at home, actually. All I just right. carry it with me everywhere. Right. Well, now that you know it's mine, you can have it framed. And, you know. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Let's hey. talk to you, my friend. How you doing? Doing good. Good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing this mead. Yeah. It's yeah. very good. Excellent. How long how long have you have you do do you meads uh, primarily or are you kind of across um, the streams every now and then? Currently, I do about one mead a year, so I'm very slow. I'm okay. very yeah. Okay. So how long you been doing it? Well, when did I start? Probably 2007 or so. It's hard. I can't. I didn't put a date on the calendar for that. You should. I, like, look on my notes, but Always. somewhere that back there in the archives. Yeah, probably 2007 ish. Okay. But not obsessively. Just you know, doing just a little bit here. Something. And there. Up. I think a lot of homebrewers well, do that. Brian could speak to that. When's the first, he started me on it? The first year we made that double. We made it in my backyard. It was that 2010, wasn't it? I think it was 2010. I think it was the last NHC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, cool. two, I, was, I would say 2010. So, you need to jog the brain a little bit. It's fine. Yeah, he's he's better with this stuff than me. I, I'm, that's fine. Names, dates, what? All that's right. all right. That's all right. So, when you I'm talk really about not better. <laughs> so, when you talk about the honey, what kind of honey did you uh, did you use with this? I've used a lot of different honey, but uh, for this one, I just kind of did it the lazy way. I went I, well. I mean, it was good honey. I enjoyed the honey. I, I get it at my local co-op in Duluth. Okay. And it's Squaw Lake honey, so whatever that means. I, I was just a, a field blend, probably a, just a wildflower honey. Yeah. I would assume it's a wildflower. Okay. But I've used other, you know, um, orange bossman things. But okay. this, for this particular one, it was just what was available, like, two miles from my house. And then I went back and had time to do it. Perfect. And then so how did you add the fruits? Um, well, first, yeah, I, I, I just I froze the um, raspberries and the rhubarb. I chopped up the rhubarb and the raspberries, and I froze those for, I don't know, a number of days. Just threw it in the freezer until I had time to deal with it. That's okay. a good thing to and do to kind of break open the cells in, inside the fruit and help it express itself. Yeah. So then, you know, I let those thaw out for the better part of a day as much as they could, and I added it right in the... Um, you know, into the into the must. So, okay, just right, just right. Yeah, in. I, kind of honey and fruit, and then water after that. So, okay, how much did you make out of this? And then, and then, how much fruit per per your batch size? So, I um, I filled it up to uh, seven gallons. I used uh, one and a half gallons of honey, uh, twelve pounds of raspberry, and six pounds of rhubarb. Wow. Okay. I thought it was a lot. Yeah. Then I talked to Shram, and he's like, that's all? <laughs> Ken Shram, the, uh, the mead guy, right? I was really yeah. ramping it up. Yeah. yeah I think, nope. I think uh, Steve Piotz was saying the same thing, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, 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 oh. Steve Piotz, uh, yeah. He wouldn't know anything. Anyway. <laughs> that guy. Oh, you're getting heckled already. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, well, he only wrote the book. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any questions uh, on the feedback that these guys gave you? I mean, your brother, who cares? But, yeah, uh, yeah, really. But do you have any questions for Al? That, that was really nice of him. I mean, he used to just beat me up when we were little kids, but that was pretty nice of you, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> Anyways. I threw him at something soft like a snowbank most of the time. Yeah, not well, you're a one, good dude. One thing I would have liked uh, to get is a little more tartness from the rhubarb in there. So I've, I was going for that, and it was not there. So I would like to have an estimation of how much rhubarb you might add to a batch. Well, it's funny because, yeah, the tartness from the rhubarb was there. but the, That's what we were talking about. The, right? the rhubarb quality itself... Um, 
you know, I was going to talk to like different different parts of the uh, year. The, the the fruit will express itself differently. I think it'll have a little more fruit flavor, uh, a little more rhubarb flavor earlier in the season. Um, they were talking about in one of the talks here too. Okay. And then later in the season, that kind of fades out a little bit, and you just huh. kind of get general, more generic. So I don't know how late it, you know, if you really was... let it ripen until it was almost done, well, or if you pulled it early. Yeah, I brewed this in September, so it was kind of a late season a, rhubarb. Yeah, and I. You know, I had had the rhubarb in my freezer for a while, so. What's the rhubarb season for Minnesotans? Uh, <laughs> September is when that. the snow starts, When's right? the rhubarb yeah. festival? That's yeah. just all I want to know. That's more of a summertime thing, but yeah. <laughs> I know my, my dad's got tons of rhubarb going already, so the rhubarb season is apparently now. Okay. We're looking in his backyard, he's got a ton. I would have picked it and thought about brewing, but too busy right now, so. Sounds like you should make this now, I'll have then. to put it off until September again. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you're going to get a low score. Yeah. <laughs> On down. Um, okay, anything else? Any specifics that you want to uh, talk about, about how to, how to tweak this out? Um, I don't know. I think I'm ambitious to go more, with more raspberry at this point. So, um, You wanted um, raspberry over rhubarb? Raspberry over rhubarb, but okay. I, want, I want the rhubarb presence in there a little more, I think, would be you know, what I'd like to go for. So what your brother was saying, uh, you can either dial back some of the honey or just add more fruit. Do you know what you're going to do? Um, that's, you know, I think... I'd, it depends. I like to pick the raspberries. I sat out there for hours picking them, so <laughs> there's a nice farm right local, so I don't mind that. I think I'd up the fruit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I honestly don't know where this uh, wound up. I didn't you know, wise. take a reading at the end of it. Oh, you yeah. Know. Well, never sacrifice alcohol for fruit. <laughs> no, When no, you can no, add no. more fruit, why, yes. why wouldn't you do that? Oh, hell yeah. So I encourage you to do that. Did yep. you talk about adjustments or anything, acidity adjustments? Oh, yeah, um, that's right. That's another thing I was going to uh, That's something I have not done, though. That I okay. didn't add anything to this one. It was just the fruit and the rhubarb. And Yeah, you had a lot of acidity out of that, the rhubarb there, yeah. and the okay. raspberries are pretty acidic, too. Yeah. But uh, I'm liking that it didn't have a lot of kind of seedy, pithy character. Like, it was it was nice. The raspberry character is nice. And, you know, what you used is good fruit, it seems like. Yep. Fresh from the ground there. <laughs> I am kind of curious a little bit about, more about the process. I mean, I'm still kind of newish and, you know, doing it on my own. But as far as, you know, when, I, I, I don't know if uh, some people use big mesh bags to add the fruit and stuff. I don't. I just add it in directly. To the fermenter. To the fermenter. Okay. And do you punch it down at all when you're... Yeah, I have, I have a wine whip, yeah. and I... Yeah, every every day, especially in, initially with the nutrient additions, it builds up that cap. and With it in primer, you get it blended in there pretty well with the wine whip method and all that. That's that's kind of a good way to get yeah. it. It breaks up the fruit, ex, you know, expo, expo, ex, exposes all those nice uh, fruity flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I'm ambitious to add more fruit and maybe, you know, if it needs it, adjust it with... You know, adding acids and stuff. So, got a lot to learn. Sounds just good. Have, just having fun. Well, it's a great mead. I Thanks. appreciate it, man. I appreciate great it. Taste. All right. Hey, yeah. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk with Walt, who has an American brown ale brewed with rice. Is that correct, Brian? Minnesota wild rice. Minnesota yeah. wild rice. All right. Yeah. It's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Hang on. We'll be right back. Guess what, homebrewers? The Homebrew Label Awards are back. Submit your artwork at homebrewlabelawards.com and let your homebrewing peers shower you with votes. The labels with the most votes can win fabulous prizes. Pretty easy, huh? This year, we're giving out over $5,000 worth of awards to the winners. So head on over to homebrewlabelawards.com and enter for your chance to win. No labels? No problem. You can check out all the cool labels being submitted and cast your vote on your favorite ones. Help your fellow homebrewers achieve fame and glory. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. 
Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Have you seen what the free Brew Guru app can do for you? Built for homebrewers and beer lovers, Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. The American Homebrewers Association designed this powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer we all share. With Brew Guru, you can find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. Level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Home Brewers Association and Zymergy Magazine. And use the brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. Wherever you are, Brew Guru will lead you to good beer. Get the app today and follow the path to beery enlightenment. It's free for iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. Learn more at homebrewersassociation.org. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, the Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. 
For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Now count backwards from 100. 99, 98, that's it. 97, 96, Now back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us. We are live at HomebrewCon 2017. Uh, and we're drinking good. beers. It's good to be here, man. It is good to be here. Back in Minnesota again. I remember 2010. That was a great year. You mean 2010. Oh, sorry. Come yeah, on. Yeah. We're on this whole elongated uh, you know, speech thing. I just remember learning a lot about mead and other things. Are you a big mead brewer? I do make some meads, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do make a few. Was that cool? We just had your brother on the last segment. Was that yeah, cool I got a silver medal in like uh, 2011, I think it was. You don't care about your brother. You're just talking about your about fucking brother silver Jimmy. medals. Whatever. He's gone now. You don't care about him. I, I taught him he, everything he, he, he went knows. to get him a hot dog. He's off getting me a hot dog. It's a good bro. You trained him well. Throw him yeah. in the snowbank for 20 years or whatever. Pays off in the end, in the long run. All you siblings out there. Abuse, oh. <laughs> abuse your your your, uh, your little brother or sister. They'll get you a hot dog one day. Oh uh, yeah, we get along better now than we ever did. I think he, he, he's still hard headed, but you know, <laughs> I have mental ways of putting him in his place now rather than physical. So it's oh better. yeah, don't work harder, work smarter yeah. on yes, your little brother. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're sitting here with Walt. Walt, what club are you from? Man? I'm with the Northern Arrow Stars out of Duluth, Minnesota. Okay, perfect. Yes. And what beer did you have for us? I brought a Native American Brown. It's a uh, the base style is a American brown with wild rice. Okay. I don't enter. I mean, I don't enter it as a specialty beer. I just have it in as a 19C just to get your feedback on it. I know there's now uh, new styles of IPA brown, specialty IPA brown. So maybe yeah. some feedback on whether maybe that's how to enter it. I haven't entered into anything, so okay. some feedback would be great. Okay, perfect. Before the show, we were judging this. So since Keith isn't here. You, you have me as a second judge, which, hold your applause. But uh, actually, if you wouldn't mind passing me that sheet, yeah, thank you very much. So I don't know how uh, useful I'm going to be for you, Walt, but, uh, you know, that's why I have Brian here, who's a master. Perfect. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll go you, from there. Do you want to taste some of it? Um, I did taste some, but, yes, if you wouldn't mind opening it so we can all have a sample sure. and then, uh, you know, everyone else here can... <coughs> can have some too possibly but you got three bottles and i appreciate you bringing enough beer yeah that's can the we, key can we uh share a few out here or? no they don't look thirsty enough i'm oh, sorry no, they just sorry, really guys. don't uh yeah please a- anybody who wants some can, can definitely have some as you can see i did a very good job filling out the sheet it's uh very uh thorough and uh it's not yet even <laughs> completed yet but that's fine well, you know, we do what we can around here. Um, 
All right, Brian, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and, and tell Walt everything he needs to know and then cover it for me, too, so I can just agree with you and go, Stereo wow, that is stellar. Yeah, I think when we first poured his beer, it was pretty cold, and I wasn't really uh, pushing out a lot of aromas. I have to say, the, it is better when it warms up. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm noticing that about it for sure. It was light, but but there was a pleasant chocolatiness to it. Uh, that was definitely evident. No... No obvious hop, but as it warms up, I think I get a faint little kind of earthy hop underneath there. It was clean, no no diacetyl, acetaldehyde, DMS, anything like that. I do I do feel like I get a light kind of graininess in the background there. Um, you know, possibly from that wild rice edition. Uh, I don't have to talk about how much goes into that as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the fruity esters are pretty restrained. There's only a, a hint of fruitiness there. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems pretty light. There's not much alcohol here. It's just smooth and light. It gets a little richer as it warms. Um, the color is really nice. It's a rich brown color. It appears uh, to be nicely clear. Uh, kind of really, see through the corners there. It's it really clear. is. It's a great. It's a great color brown too. Yeah. Little, like, caramel. Caramel edges. Kind of reddish yeah. highlights in there. Yeah. Dark reddish mahogany highlights. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> had a light light tan head that started pretty low, but it actually stuck around pretty nicely. I found the the, the head head persisted well. Uh, Flavor wise, pleasant sweet maltiness comes in right away there, but not too sweet. And that's kind of the key to what, what I think the wild rice is doing here, uh, styling that back a little bit. Uh, there's notes of kind of caramel, treacle, a little grainy, uh, and then kind of a medium chocolatey, a uh, little more in the forefront. But definitely balanced to the malt. There's not a lot of hop here. Uh, cleanly fermented. Uh, again, light light chocolate and a little bit of kind of a, a light, very light roasty edge to it, but not anything uh, sharp or biting or accurate at all. It's just a little hint of some, some roastiness, but it doesn't go anywhere near porter-like or anything like that. Uh, I find it to be really refreshing for a brown ale. It's, it's definitely, on, it seems to be on the lighter end of the style. And there's no flaws, and it's you know there's nothing you know swimming in there that's making it uh, taste odd. I'm, I'm not getting any any buttery, any sharp, any green apple. That's a good thing. Yeah, the yeah. alcohol's smooth. It's 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 nice and, and drinkable, and it's it's very quaffable. So that kind of goes into the body. It's medium light bodied. Uh, the carbonation is up there, medium, and uh, I'm not getting any alcohol warmth. Uh, it is slightly creamy, smooth. I'm not getting any astringency in it, uh, but it's also at the same time kind of crisp, like a lighter beer would be to me, uh, and, and refreshing. Just it's it's it quenches your thirst a little bit. Uh, some of that is coming from the wild rice. It's kind of dialing back the body a little bit, dialing back you know, the finishes a little drier with the wild rice in there, and uh, just uh, you know dries off your tongue and you want another sip. Uh, really thought it was a very pleasant drinking an American brown ale with a lot going for it. Uh, the wild rice expresses itself nicely, and the base style comes through nicely. The, the wild rice just pretty much giving a light grainy, grainy quality on the, the back of the tongue in the finish, and then in the aroma, a little grainy edge to it, something that you don't expect in an American brown. So it's like, and, and for it to kind of stick through like that, to me, is kind of amazing, I think. But, uh, yeah, it just works to make a, the balance very nice, a very refreshing beer. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, a little, what would I do to adjust this beer? I'm kind of, uh, you know, understanding it the way I do. I think that it's 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 very nice the way it is. It's got a clean, 
clean, dry finish, and, and it's refreshing. Usually in my browns, I do like a little more sweetness, so maybe you could find a way to put a little more of the impression of sweetness in there, maybe with some some other medium-colored malt additions of different kinds that you might experiment with. Do some, uh, you know, something interesting, some dark Munich or some, some lighter caramel in there to kind of round out the middle part of it. It's like mostly chocolate and a little little roasty edge, and then it just dries out. It's like, uh, but uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was great. I give it a 38, and I thought it was a very pleasant beer. Thank you. Pretty much, I have exactly what Brian has. Actually, if you put our score sheets together, they're pretty much the same. They look I mean, exactly pretty much, the same. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> distilled down, but pretty, you know, pretty yeah. good. Similar. JP's <laughs> has yeah. like, pictures of, of Here's a donkey right here. There's a donkey. Um, you know, a, a three-legged bar. donkey, which is even worse. Um, no, so I haven't uh, officially judged a beer in, you know, probably five years. So uh, I apologize to you, Walt. Um, but, you know, you got a donkey. I don't know. Um, is that a good thing? Sure. Well, sure. Do you like donkeys? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a great thing, then. <laughs> you did great. If you hated him, probably jump over this table. Uh, no, so it, it, I'm just kind of going to pick apart what Brian said and kind of jump in on something he said. Um, you're talking about alcohol. To me, it's, it's a very warm alcohol sensation. Like when you swallow it, not really in the mouth, but you give it a couple seconds and you can really you can really get it because it's seven point two. Wow. Okay. You got more warming than I did. I totally did. Yeah. Uh, and, and you said you said it, there was none. And I'm I like, kind wow, of I don't... agree with that. There is some. Okay. I get the warming in the, the yeah. back end of it. I mean, there's some dryness, but I think the alcohol kind of dries it out too. I mean, I kind of get okay. the wild rice flavor in the back end of it. I mean, I think it kind of starts out pretty balanced, but yeah. um, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, you know, I, I had the, a, a nice sweet malt aroma, you know, kind of a low, medium hop, uh, you know, in the aroma. Uh, you had a nice brown appearance, like uh, like um, Brian said, little ruby highlights, little caramel highlights in there, too. Because actually, when I, I mean, I it's fairly young, uh, and it was cold. I mean, it, to me, it almost had like a chill haze to it. But after it, it sat, it has warmed up and cooled down again. I think it looked, in clarity, it looks better. But I think it looks pretty yeah, it's good. pretty yeah. It was pretty hazy. Okay. All right. Well, that's good that it, uh, it kind of clears up there. Um, I, I said in flavor, I had a pleasant sweetness. Um, some words I can't read. Uh, nutty, toasty quality. And then I, I, I tried to, to make up my own vocabulary, right, which is kind of what we encourage you to do. Um, I, like an overcooked biscuit. Overcooked biscuit. Okay. You know, sometimes you go to KFC or Popeyes. I mean, if you if you're feeling right. really good, if you had like, or you if got you a, got the microwave and you hit dinner plate and you got a biscuit in it, no, <laughs> right. that, that's too much. No, right? that's too much. Like if you got like a raise and you and you want to go, hey, let's get fried chicken, not KFC, let's do Popeyes. Like that, that's the level uh, up. Right, uh, right. And you get that one biscuit that's, that's darker, sitting in the back of the, yeah. the bin for hours. So not like, but do you like malt. that biscuit? Yes. All right. Yeah, of course. But you know what I mean? It's not like the toasty bread that we kind of always say, but it's just more of, I don't know, like almost overdone biscuit. Dead I like it. I like that flavor. And I wonder if it's that rice addition. So what did you do with the rice? Explain to me about the rice thing. Actually, I do a cereal mash. <clears throat> I, I do the wrap rice actually the night before. Okay. And I start with like a half pound of two row. I do a protein rest on it. And then I start like two gallons of water and add the rice to it. So it's kind of, you're chasing, you're trying to get the rice up to 150. Okay. Trying 
and then you bring the two together. So then I do a cereal mash with the rice, and usually that takes extra time, so I do it the night before. And sometimes I dump it into a, co- a cooler or whatever, so it doesn't lose a lot of temperature. But we're just if it's just wrap it in some blankets in the kettle. So then the next day I just add the rice addition to the main mash. <clears throat> So okay. it's, a, it's a cereal mash with the wild rice up front, the, usually the night before. Okay. And did you take the wild rice and kind of grind it up? No. Nope. I usually okay. just, typically I get the cheap crap from um, the holiday <laughs> store that's already broken. It used to be cheap. Now uh-huh. it's like seventeen ninety nine for three pounds. For broken rice? It's just the cheap stuff. But yeah. Although this time it was from uh, someone in the homebrew club, so okay. I'm not sure what... Uh, quality it was. Uh, I believe they work in some kind of lab and use it. So I actually got a bunch of good free, free wild rice. Lab rice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's oh, not lab mice, but no. lab rice. Yeah, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> was it glowing in the dark? Uh, I didn't appear to be. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's good. So, that's good. so I was having a hard time getting the rice because I've never had a, a beer like this. And 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 in my mind, uh, you know, for the, the the flavors that the brown ale is kicking out. Maybe was too caramel, too toasty uh, for me to really dissect and get those those rice okay. rice flavors. So, what have you? First of all, have you made this beer before? I've made it, yeah. Okay, at least six other times. Have what you, kind, what kind of flavors do you get out of that rice edition? Uh, I think of the back end. I, that's where I catch it. It's always on the back end of the beer. It's always I catch it on the back end of the tongue. It's just kind of a drying. You just kind of an earthy, grainy character, yeah. maybe on the background. That's yeah. where I catch. Have it. you eaten wild rice, JP? I don't know. I can't. It's you're, too fast. I can't catch in, it. You're in well, you Minnesota. Gotta, yeah, you gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta have. You gotta try some just wild route, wild cooked route. No, you, rice you really don't have to chase it. You don't actually have to even go out in a canoe and harvest it. You can just buy it and you can order it at a restaurant. That's a gas station. What's yeah. the fun in that? <laughs> Tell that to hunters, right? Um, so is it is that like a Minnesotan thing? The wild, it wild it rice, oh, yeah, it's totally. like a hot plate, juicy, juicy so, yeah. wild rice. Yeah, you can buy wild rice just. Anywhere, I mean, it's, it's not it's, white. It's called it's, some, yeah, it's got yeah, it's brownish. Black. It's totally black. Black colors oh. on the yeah, that's funky. Okay, and so you, you got to cook it a real long time. You got to boil it for like an hour to really make it pop open. That's a hard nut and, to crack. Yeah, and that's where you get yeah, that's why the, all the flavors the, and the starch. I imagine right. Okay, and, yeah. and sugars out of it. I mean, I do it the night before, so you. Re- I mean, it's a step mash to it. I okay. mean, I do a protein rest on the. On the grain, and then add it to the wild rice, and then bring that up and actually boil it for like an hour or half an hour. Right, right. So okay. To make it really swell up and crack open, you got to boil it for, you know, close for to an hour. For a long time. Yeah. So, so that's nothing in a seven, eight-hour brew day. I mean, who cares? Well, that's why I do it the night before, so yeah. I don't have to deal with that. I mean, it's already basically converted by the time I add it to the mash. Okay. So. Yeah, right. it makes the blue brew day a little bit shorter. But I, I you typically do a nine-minute boil on it. Um, Just to make sure that everything's... Well, typically in beers, done. darker beers, I usually go no longer. Why is that? Caramelization? Uh, just to get the caramelization. That's what you're saying, the caramelization, yeah, that little is, flavor to it. So. It's great. And, you know, in a lot of browns, you can kind of get that flavor from, you know, the grain. But I think it's easily identifiable. Oh, you used, you know, probably a, a higher Lovabon crystal malt or whatever. But this, there is kind of a, a, a nuance, like a deeper, you know, level to that caramelization. Yeah, you get the Melodian-type caramelization from just longer boil. Yeah. I, I would I would have given it a thirty-seven. Okay, there you go. 
Yeah, yeah. that's respectable. It's nice yeah, and rich right. for such a light beer. It's it's very pleasant tasting. I think the balance is is, is nice. For me, it's it's uh, it's uh, a little uh, lighter in the palate than I would have wanted. Like it's a little thinner. But then again, I'm an idiot, so I don't really know what that word means. And, and Palette. You, yeah. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing the shipping. When you, um, when you mentioned things like red IPA and stuff, you know, I wouldn't enter it over there. It's it's far. No. It's not hoppy enough. And you know, we're coming from the West Coast here, Cause, but because like I say, I've, I've entered this as just the American Brown before, yeah. and I don't declare wild rice in it, so you don't have to. If I don't declare it, you don't have to taste it. Yeah. So, I mean, I've entered it in specialty category before. Um, for yeah, me, it would be hard to, t- to take that rice flavor right. out. If I, had, if I hadn't had it before, right. I wouldn't know. And then I think that's you know, sometimes a fault also in judging, where if you give them a, an ingredient that they don't have experience with, and then you declare it, and right. they don't know what that they got to taste assuming, it. Yeah, so. at least a, a half idiot like me. I, I, I wouldn't know. And I'd be like, well, you know, I, I taste something, and you're hunting for it, and then maybe you give up and pour it out. Right. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. I, I We judged it as an alternative green beer, uh, 31A category, with a 19C American Brown as the base, and I understood it perfectly well as that. I knew what the wild rice was doing to it, and I felt like, you know, I got a little bit of that essence in there, especially in the late palate. It's just, but yeah, with such a strong beer, you know, it is hard. I made a, actually myself, I made a wild rice uh, American Pale Ale, and that, okay. that so was kind of nice. It, it played off of the, you know, the Pale I'll give it a little kind of earthy, grainy kind of flavor on the side with it. Dried out the body nicely for the pale ale. So you could do well to, you know, make an IPA or, or you know, a pale ale, something along those lines uh, with the rice declared. But, I, you know, I personally, for me, since I know wild rice, if you're entering a Minnesota competition, the judges here probably would as they well. They would know it too. I would think that you'd be fine adding that. Bit. In the 19C? Because otherwise I say, you know, they would say if it's just American brown, the body's a little too light. You know, the, the, the chocolate mm-hmm. isn't expressing itself as, as richly as you might want. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's something a little different about it, and that might help kind of click the pieces into place. I don't know. That's what I say. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I, I, I mean, there's not that I know of a lot of examples of wild rice beer. Like, I was talking to Al. I mean, James Page was one that used to be around. It was a, like a pale ale with wild rice. Actually, this was influenced by Barley John's that does a wild, uh, wild brunette. Which I, I saw read. you were hitting their booth a few times I last lo- night. Love it. So, <laughs> those guys. Okay. You know. Well, do you have any questions for me specifically? But And then, oh. if not me, for Brian on how to... Uh, any, any tweaks or any of the feedback before we let you go? I don't think so, but I did bring a couple of other things around if you guys want to taste or not. Sure, yeah. Well, uh, you know, in the, in the crowd here, it looks very thirsty, too, so we can... Uh, we can. What did you bring, just out of curiosity? Uh, I do have a Perry cider uh, that I I have my own press, so I press... Uh, actually have an old press cider, probably some of Jimmy's apples in it, probably, too. <laughs> Nice. So, um, yeah, Brother Jimmy lets people come into his yard and harvest. Yeah, just he's about never home. Who knows what you can do on his back? <laughs> yeah. I saw some hops back there, too. I was like, oh. He doesn't know what's going on. He's got hops growing in his backyard. He's got apples. And you could just go yeah. back there and get whatever you want. The yeah. neighbors never say nothing either. They never even peek over the fence. So, <laughs> And sometimes their la- apples look better. But. Don't pick the hops on the left, right side, though. Those are awful. <laughs> wait for them to go on vacation. It'll be fine. Good. All right, Walt, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate thank, you stopping thank, by. I appreciate you bringing beer. Thank I'm you guys sure, for... Um, I'm sure the crowd loves it, too. Thanks for uh, the yeah. feedback. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. 
And you got to twist Jimmy's arm a little more and get him out to you guys' meetings because uh, he's a good brewer. He's having some fun. And, uh, well, listen to the next show. We might. This was show number 99, wasn't it? This is show number 99. I haven't decided if the next show is going to be 99A, 99A or just 100. I don't know because, I, you know, we were talking to Keith, and he's like, I'd really like to be a part of the, and, uh, you know, of the 100 show. And can, can we I have Jimmy know. on that show too? Sure. We'll, we'll, okay. Why not? Maybe play some guitar. Maybe. We'll see. Wow. We'll see. All right. I want you guys to try a pair. We're living the dream here. Yeah, we're living the dream. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this show live from uh, Homebrew Con 2017. And uh, for you guys standing around, looking very thirsty, there's beer here uh, for Walt. And then we'll be back here in a couple of minutes with some more beer and some more Dr. Homebrew. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. 